is Asniketna back with another episode on Avil, a podcast where we talk about the different things around us. So welcome to episode 9 of Avil, which is Tamar Cinema Part 2. So last episode was Tamar Cinema Part 1. So this is just a continuation of the previous episode. And uh, just in case if you haven't listened to Part 1, please do check it out. So before we move on with episode 9, here is a quick recap kind of thing about the last one so that we get the continuity. So in the last episode, we saw about the history of Tamil cinema and about two main films, Kichagavadam and Kalidas, which paved the way for the Tamil cinema industry. And in addition to that, we also spoke about the first movie theatres, the filming techniques, the cast, the budget and lots of other things as well. So in part two, it is mainly going to be cinema after Kalidas. So after Kalidas, that is in the 1930s, it was this period where a lot of theatre artists started venturing into Tamil cinema. Tamil cinema can actually be classified into two, before Sivaji and after Sivaji, that is Sivaji Kumun and Sivaji Kupin. A major portion of today's people are aware only about Sivaji's period and after Sivaji's period. But Sivaji's period was only from the 1950s. So what happened after Kalidas and before Sivaji? that is between 1930 and 1950. Tamar cinema got its first superstar in 1934. It was Mayavaram Krishnaswami Tyagaraja Bhagavadar, also known as MK Tyagaraja Bhagavadar, shortly known as MKT. So he was also a theatre artist who got into cinema and his first film was Pavalakodi. So Pavalakodi is the mythical love story of Arjuna and Pavalakodi, the princess of the coral islands. So the filming was done outdoors in the sunlight. The scenes were shot continuously when the sun was shining brightly and when it became cloudy, they called for a break. So just imagine, they won't know when they'll have sun, they won't know how long they'll have the sun, they should just be super ready with their scenes and their parts. So whenever the cloud cover broke, the cast and crew rushed to resume filming, leaving their food packets. So this food attracted the crows and the crows made a lot of noise. So recording became very difficult because everything was done on the spot. There were no recording studios and stuff back then, so they had to sing on the spot, they had to play the instruments on the spot, they had to deliver the dialogues on the spot. So everything was difficult and Pavlo Kodi had about 50 songs out of which 22 were sung by MKT. The studio did not have its own lab so the scenes were shot without knowing how they would turn out. But Pavlo Kodi was a box office hit and it ran for 9 months. MKT became Tamar Cinema's first superstar. There is one remaining print of this film and it is being preserved at the National Film Archives in Pune. So that was how they managed to make films back then and then slowly a lot of studios started emerging and along with that the local people were also acquiring technical skills. Not only did Tamil Nadu begin to produce its own technicians, it also made history by introducing the first and perhaps the only lady sound recordist in the whole of India and she was Meena A. Narayanan. I think even today female sound recordists aren't that common. But we did have Meena Narayanan and this was in the 1930s and 1940s. I really want to talk about other people and other films as well. There's Sivaji's debut film Parashakti, there's Maya Bazaar, there's Margandeya, there's Pattinatar, there's Chandrareka, and there's so much more. And all these were remarkable for their technical excellence at a time when equipment facilities were very minimum. So Tamar cinema has a history of about 100 years, so it's not really possible for me to cover all those in this 10 or 15 minutes. 
but i hope you got an idea about how it was all done back then and if you actually look at old films there'll be a lot of songs there'll be at least 50 to 60 songs and it is very common to have so many songs this was because of the cultural influence of the country tamil language was the medium in which many plays and stories were written from the ages as early as the cholas and it is a strong indian tradition to narrate mythology history fairy tales or basically just stories through songs and dance so even if we take a look at old cinemas it is full of mythology and historical stories so songs and dance became a very integral part of the indian cinema and it is still continuing but if we take hollywood or any other industry it is not as musical as the indian films and this was because the filmmakers wanted to keep it more realistic but the indian filmmakers made no attempt to conceal the fact that whatever was shown was just a creation or a fiction so that was one major influence that our cinema had and talking about humor or comedy though there were comedy tracks in films full length successful comedy films were not easy to locate but sabash meena was the one that stood out Sabash Meena is a film from 1958 and it starred Shivaji Ganesan, Chandra Babu, Malini and Saroja Devi and this was a box office hit. But even when the whole world was praising Charlie Chaplin, the Tamil makers were not really comfortable with full-length comedy. But due credits to NS Krishnan also known as NSK for adding humor to Tamil films in the initial decades of his life. He is even considered to be the Indian Charlie Chaplin. NSK's comedy had a unique style. He generally wrote his own comedy dialogues and expressed them in his drama and films so that the message came across but the subject was not offended. And then there was Chandra Babu and then there was Nagesh. So if you actually look at the timeline it goes like this. NSK's period was between 1940s and 1950 and Chandra Babu was between late 1940s and early 1970s and Nagesh's period was from 1960s. And all of them had their own style and they were not just comedians there was so much more if you take nsk who was an actor comedian he was a singer and he was also a writer and chandra babu was an actor he was a comedian he was a director he was a singer and he was also a dancer and nagesh was a very stylish actor who was a very good dancer as well so they were not just comedians and most important of all their comedy made sense The 1950s was the period where we got our Nadigar Tilagam Shivaji Ganesan and his work speaks for himself and I don't think I really have to explain about the Shivaji Ganesan so we'll not be talking about Shivaji or MGR or Gemini Ganesan we'll just talk about things that a lot of us do not really know so there used to be a myth in the Tamil industry and it is still there to some extent that only fair skinned actors could make it to the silver screen and uh, people considered it as a discrimination but there was a valid reason behind it film technology was not that great back then and the early cameras and films were able to capture only certain shades of gray so only fair skinned actors and their expressions were filmable so it was director k balachandra's guts to break all the stereotypes and cast a dark skinned actor in one of the lead roles besides kamal hasan and that actor is none other than rajnikanth So Rajinikanth broke the stereotypes that only fair-skinned people could excel in the film industry. It was during the second half of the 70s and the complete decade of 80s which was the golden era of Tamil cinema because almost every movie released during that period was a hit. 
this period saw two generation of heroes one was the seniors like mgr sivaji and gemini after attaining superstardom and the other was the rise of young heroes like rajini kamal prabhu karthik mohan and many more as india faced huge unemployment in the 1980s that was also a cause for the golden era of tamil cinema the unemployed youths repeated movie watching in theaters and the heroes of those movies also portrayed an angry young man questioning the society and government about the unemployment issue and the major set of audience were able to relate to it So after 1996 Tamil cinema faced a new challenge in the form of video cassettes as almost every home in Tamil Nadu had a video cassette player and video cassettes were available at very cheap rentals by the time the professionals could find a solution to this issue CDs started to emerge and that became another new challenge This was the period when lots of theaters were shut down in Tamil Nadu. Rajini's 1996 Bacha was a trend setter and that was the introduction of mass masala movies and this trend existed till 2008. So even debuting actors had punch dialogues and opening songs, intro shots and all those things but they did no wonder to the industry other than pushing it to further loss. In the last 10 years that is from 2010 to 2020 one could witness the progress in the taste of movie goers in Tamil Nadu if you look at films starring mass heroes before 2010 and now there is a vast difference in every department audience no longer expects five songs gravity defying stunts or punch dialogues they expect logic and something unique in every movie So that was how cinema grew from Kichagavadam and Kalidas to what it is today and we are trying to make films that are more logical and sensible but there are certain things from a consumer's point of view as well like for example if we take love tracks even if a film doesn't really need a love track there's still one and there has to be a duet it's like a template there has to be a love story there has to be a duet or there has to be a fight sequence where the hero can thrash 10 to 20 people single handedly and somewhere down the lane too much importance is given to appearance especially with female artists they have to look slim they have got to have their perfect hair and makeup and there are cases where the artists can't even lip sync properly I personally feel it will be better if we could do a tad better in those areas and today we don't even have to sing or do anything on the spot like the earlier times we have dubbing studios and in fact we don't even do much of those close up shots today where one has to show the emotions and where the dialogue delivery has to be on point so it will be better if we could learn the language and do it in a better way and even when it comes to comedy a lot of us think that comedy is something that has to be done by insulting other people but if we take people like nsk or chandra babu or nagesh or other old artists they did excellent comedy and they did it in such a way that it did not offend anybody but the message was also conveyed But yes, Tamil cinema has come a very long way and the trend is changing. We are making a lot of good films as well. So currently we have the fifth generation of actors and we have actors like Vijay Sethupathi today who is breaking all the stereotypes and is also contributing to Tamil cinema with his unique style of films. Tamil cinema got its first international recognition in 2004 through Autograph and Kadal and since then every year Tamil movies have bagged a lot of international awards including the most prestigious Canes and the Golden Globe awards. 
So that was all about the evolution of Tamil cinema and with that we come to the end of this episode. So please let me know what you think of this episode and also about Avil in general. And I have started a new page for Avil on Instagram. It is available. It is A V I Y A L I B L E. So please follow available on Instagram because I'll be posting all the updates and uh, I'll also be doing the IGTVs there. So you can write to me about what you think on available. So I will talk to you again in the next episode of Avil so until then okay thanks bye bye